Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. We're just recording. Hello and welcome back to Taking Off Air. You've just got me and Stefan here this week Hello. because we are the only ones free at this time. Jay should be back next week because he's getting back from the film set, hopefully. And Jordan, I think, is watching the football, probably. So yeah, we've lost him while the Euro's on. Jordan's just here, well. Yeah. Uh, but I've just been doing... Maths. Maths and calculations with Stefan beforehand. I didn't know what to call it. I was thinking of the word for calculation. Um, and... I have no idea what's for, or will become clear during the recording, apparently. I wish to record it, because it was hilarious, us two trying to figure out maths, because I am a terrible ma- mathematician. Stefan is an excellent mathematician, but gets frustrated, so it's mostly just him calling numbers to me, saying, write this down, and me going, okay, okay, <laughs> sir, sorry, professor. That was my notepad and emergency calculator while we're working shit out. <laughs> Yeah, with my genius Iridium Germany fountain pen. See, it's German, that's why it's so good. I love the fact I grabbed the German pen as soon as you said, get your notepad, I didn't pick a normal pen, I picked up the fucking fountain pen. <laughs> I've always got genius. Does that mean you're only allowed to use it if it's a genius, or does that mean a genius made it? it ha- I don't know, I'm, assu- I'm assuming it just means smart, hmm. but... I don't know why, but it's literally Genius Iridium Germany. They're the three words it's got engraved on the nib. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. I wonder if the wood that it's made from is also German. <laughs> I would hope so. If it's been made in, made in Germany, but I know places combine a lot of different parts. Yeah. So you're never 100% sure. Probably not. <clears throat> e- Anyway, so yeah, I've got no idea what I've been doing maths for. I did not wake up this morning expecting to do maths, since I've never done that kind of maths that Stefan's just had me doing. You know, I want to say whole... since since high school, but in <laughs> actuality, it's since I played Assassin's Creed 2 in, and ran into, I think it was like a scholar workshop in the Assassin's Creed game. I accidentally fell into it, literally. Looked at a white a blackboard and went, that doesn't look right, because I remembered something from school. So sat there for an hour in Assassin's Creed, staring at a fucking blackboard in a video game, trying to figure out if it's right or not. Oh, I mean, I would have done the same. By my cal- calculations, it was wrong. But my calculations should not be trusted, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think mine should either, but, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> I mean, if we start when, not if, when we start our new country and Freddo's is the currency, <laughs> you will be in charge of all the fucking math- mathematical equations to get it running. So, well, do you know that 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 equation took a long time to work out? I don't know if it's in. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like it's quite underwhelming in that it's a, a straightforward thing. Like the statement I'm going to make about it, that links into. Is very straightforward. It's just like this is this. Oh, but it's really impressive when you think about it. If that makes sense, it it's unassuming. Yeah, 
I, I do quite like things that are unassuming. I, I do quite like when people break things down as well. If if someone goes like, oh, this is this. Yes, but this is what's gone into it. And it's it's like when you look into a level of a video game and you go, oh, okay, that that's nice. They've done this. And, yeah. and then you, you see like behind the scenes footage and stuff. And it's like, a team of 50 people worked tirelessly over 30 days to go through this, 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 and it's just a giant list of things that have went into creating this one little level. That's or, like, or like 20 hours and a team of 50 people went into creating a five-second scene because it had so many different intricacies that you Excuse won't even notice unless you see it. Yes. I know. I know Inti- I fucked up. Intricacies. <laughs> it's all right. Intricacies, whatever listen, that is. Listen, Jay's not yet to get confused by English, so we have to pick up the button. We do. <laughs> and not, sure that word, word for... not that we're any I'm... better than him. <laughs> I know. I'm sure there's a word for that, like intricacies. In when it's you, you're in... thinking of intricate, intricacies. Yes. Yeah, when it's <laughs> intricate, but it's like the plural, not plural noun. I don't even know anymore. My, my Dude, brain has int- lost its meaning. The, the, word, the word you're looking for is intricacies. Intricacies. Why is that so hard? I don't know. It doesn't sound right even as I'm saying it, but I'm 99% certain that that's how you meant to be saying it. Considering <laughs> I was at a bookstore earlier and I was looking at Homer's Iliad and I could read Iliad perfectly fine and say it's no problem, but I can't say intricacies. That's because English is fucked up, man. It is. Also, Man, he was called Homer. Sense. Where's it? Where's his second name? Did he have a second name? Do we know his second name? I don't know. Hi, mom. How are you doing? My mother's joined joined us to lie on the bed and just sit there and stare at us. <laughs> planning your death. Shay's planning my death. That's where everybody <laughs> does. Hey. Yeah. You alright? Mixed. I'll tell you later. Yeah, go ahead. It's to do with restructure. <laughs> e Christ. It's because I got a letter <laughs> through the post and she's nosy as hell, so she's sitting there going, Letter? Anything good? Bad? What is it? Middle? All all of us every week kicks all our girlfriends out because we don't want to be interrupted when my podcast and Kel's mom doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> she doesn't. She honestly doesn't. She, uh, she'll just walk in, and go, "Yay, how you doing?" She won't want to be heard or seen on camera, though. But she'll yeah. still come in. <laughs> that sounds about right. Hey, Christ! Right, I did send out the key words for this week. However, I have completely forgotten it. Well, do you want me to recap the key words? Uh, you can, yes. Go ahead. That would require me know them. <laughs> Dear Lord, don't offer if you don't know them. No, I, I do know them because I, I looked at them before to double check. Innovation, um, useless, and challenge. I've useless, I feel like we're covering it. that base early on. We are covering that base. I thought I would <laughs> add that way in, but I felt like we would cover that just by being us, honestly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, uh, I can't even find okay. that. <laughs> yes, Any, anybody, uh, as well. 
on our tech. I know. Anybody listening, most of our organisation is just in group chats, so it gets lost in amongst a hail of shit, such as well, us sending each other pictures of Fredos going, I've got a five of lads, and shit like that. The, prob- the problem is, we do have... We do have a, a group chat dedicated to us doing this podcast in which um, important decisions are made, kind of um, group meetings are kind of organised and stuff are discussed that we don't need necessarily talk about face-to-face having a proper meeting about. Um, and it's meant to be professional, but, you know, anything that relates to the podcast gets put in there. So it's like, I've got this Freddo's. Jay found a jar full of Freddo's and that was the talk subject of about 10 minutes of the chat, which is was off when I was up for them words. Keywords. Yep. Yep, basically. It's just, like, it's how we record stuff. Uh, once we get, like, an office and all that sort of stuff, we'll probably, I mean, I'm not going to bullshit, we'll probably do it the exact same way, but we'll probably just have it in a spreadsheet instead. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> it'll be more organised chaos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll each have whiteboards. Yours will just be a board of random calculations. Mine will be a bo- board of random experiments I want to try going, ooh, what if we do this? Jay's will probably be doodles and stuff about films, and Jordan's will be football stuff and formations seen, and things. Um, ooh, wait, what is it? Have you seen The Accountant? Yes, I have. Ben Affleck, you know when he's in the office and he's just got the entire glass windows just for calculations up? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm going to be like on the main windows of the office. Just like what whiteboard? <laughs> I know, I'm going to be sitting. But there's going to be sunlight coming through, and I'm just going to get a random bit of red, and I'm going to be like, "Fuck's sake, Stefan, rub that little <laughs> bit out, please. It's right in my eye, but it's integral to the calculator. I don't give a fuck." <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about this week? Since uh, you don't know what topics you've. Yours. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with useless because we're covering that perfectly well. That's what a calculation was about. Carry on. <laughs> okay, so useless. Have you ever heard of the ADE six five one? ADE six five one. I will be uh, surprised uh, if you have I heard don't of it think because so. it, it's a bomb detector. Okay. However, it is a useless bomb detector. Okay. The reason for this, it was produced, this is how brilliant it is, because it links into being British and us. It's produced by the British company Advanced Tactical Security and Communications, or ATSC. Its manufacturer, so the Brits, by the way, we sold it to America, so this is basically just a giant fuck you to America. (laughs) So we're Uh, trolling Americans. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Its manufacturer claimed it could detect bombs, guns, ammunition and more from kilometers away. Uh, the device was okay. sold for up to $60,000 each to the US, uh, despite costing almost nothing to produce. It was widely used in the Middle East and may have led to numerous de- deadly bombings in Iraq due to its inability to, de- to detect explosives. Its inventor, James McCormick, was sentenced to 10 years in prison in 2019 Ooh, for fraud. this got dark. <laughs> Would you like to know what it is? Is it... Uh, I mean, it, nothing to produce. It's plastic. It's like a big-ass metal detector that... Not even big-ass. It's legitimately... Just a little... A sort of little plastic hook handle with yeah. a metal rod in, and it is literally just a fancy dowsing rod. That's all so it is. Sh- 
Hold on, so he sold them an aerial? No, the, the, he and sold John... them a, a plastic handle with a metal <laughs> rod attached to a hinge that goes side to side. How how would that detect bombs? <laughs> I, I have don't no think. Idea. Do you know what? I was when it was like he got arrested, he got charged, whatever. I was like, fair enough. You know, this could have saved people's lives if it genuinely detected bombs, and obviously they trust it, and it didn't detect bombs. If you were sold a fucking car aerial on a hinge, and you think, yeah, yeah that'll detect bombs, I trust this guy. Who's the, the idiot here? Here's <laughs> the thing: it claims that the device could, from long range, effectively and accurately detect various types of explosives, drugs, ivory, and other substances. For a start, right? If it covers such a wide range, what is making it be able to detect bombs and drugs and ivory and other substances? They all no, no. have different substances, chemicals, and makeups. How could it detect all of those? I don't give a shit. This is the main problem with it. This is this is the start of the problem with it, right? I want you to come to me, and I want you to tell me what your thing detects, and I will react how I would react. And this is how I would react if it was a 20,000-ton tank with 60 million pounds worth of software in it that looked like it could do complicated shit that I didn't understand, or if it was a massive fucking thing that was like, wow, look at this, right? Tell me what it detects. Uh, so you're trying to sell me this you come to me alright you know I'm the American army right I've got this thing this is what it detects yeah it detects bombs right what else and drugs right what else and ivory right what else and other substances that you might you might find suspicious alright what else and dogs dogs right what else honestly it feels like that would be enough (laughs) Oh, fair enough. So then you go, right, that's it. Okay, my next question is, how? How? How does it work? What does it do? Yes, that's exactly. That's the first thing you fucking ask, especially if it doesn't look like it does shit all. Exactly. I've sent you a picture <laughs> of it in the... I've sent you a picture of it on Facebook just so you can see what it looks like. It is a plastic handle with a little bit of a hinge and a metal rod coming out. It's a glorified dowsing rod, but it's not even that good what? because it doesn't have two metal rods. Dude! Yes. You know what it genuinely looks like to me? What? It looks like a radio control, like car control I turned on its side. I know. That's what I thought as well. <laughs> it's just an RC controller on its side. It is. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's apparently been sold to 20 countries in the Middle East and Asia, including Iraq and Afghanistan. The Iraqi government was said to have spent 52 million on these devices. The investigations by the BBC and other organisations found the device is little more than a glorified dowsing rod. So the BBC fucked up their own country because we were getting millions from people. Uh, In 2010, export of the device was banned by the British government and the managing director was arrested on suspicion of fraud. Uh, Several other companies were raided by the British police and ATSC was dissolved in 2013. Uh, The use of... the devices by Iraqi and Pakistani security forces has become a major inter- international controversy. The very simil- similar GT200 and Alpha 6 devices, widely used in Thailand and Mexico, also came under scrutiny in the wake of the revelations. By the way, if you doesn't have a picture of the GT200, but the Alpha 6 
is a fake molecular detector which can, according to its manufacturer, detect various substances from a different distance, including explosives and drugs. How would it detect drugs from a distance? How would it... I can understand, right? I can understand and I can... Right. I can understand how you'd be able to detect certain things from a distance. I understand how you might be able to detect bombs. For example, they might be under time. It might be they might send off weak electronic signals that you could maybe pick up on or something like that. Um, drugs. How? What? What signals do drugs give off that you could detect from miles away? I don't know. It said it could detect. It was a molecular detector which can detect various substance substances. I'm assuming that Alpha Six got a little bit more of how does it work thrown in. Because of the fact of it says you it's said a fancier words. because it says it's a molecular detector, they probably just spammed them with science, going, "Oh, it's a molecular detector," and just basically Star Trek the way out of it. Fuck's but it. apparently, the the government of Thailand ordered a double blind testing of the device to determine whether it's effective, because of course they are the primary users of the Alpha Six. Uh, but the GT200, the ADE651, and the Alpha 6 were all grouped together and labelled as wholly ineffective, and when put to the test, determined they be- they performed no better than random chance. <laughs> so you had more... Well, yeah, you, because you they don't the, do anything. Yeah, you had the same, <laughs> you had the same uh, chance of going and... Picking up a package and going, hmm, that's probably a bob- bomb, throwing it and it exploding, as you did of using this detector and going, ah, that's a bomb. Well, it's kind of things explode. Now I was driving home from work Friday, a car in front of us swerved, I shit myself, swerved, didn't know what it was, looked in the rear view mirror, gas bottle in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just in case you because I know this will not get released till next week or whatever. It's fucking hot in this country at the minute. Ooh. 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 I have information about the device. The ADE oh, 651. Jesus Christ. Would you like to hear what some of the how does it work came to? I, yes. Because I don't know how you explain an RC controller as a bomb detector. This guy's a genius, honestly. It requires no battery or other power source. Its manufacturer claim, com- compla- <laughs> claimed that it was powered solely by the user's static electricity. No, that's impossible. <laughs> to use the device, the operator must walk for a few moments to charge it before holding it at right angles to the body. And rub his feet on a carpet. <laughs> After a substance-specific programmed substance detection card was inserted, the device what? is supposed to swivel in the user's hand to point its antenna in the direction of the target substance. The cards are claimed to be designed to tune into the frequency of a particular explosive oh. or other substance named on the card. Troops don't have a frequency. <laughs> Hussam Mohammed. What, what's the frequency of cocaine? I know. Hussam, well, Hussam Mohammed, <laughs> an Iraqi police officer and user, described the proper use of the device as more of an art than a Jesus. science. Okay. If we are tense, the device doesn't work t- correctly. I start slow and relax my body, and I try to clear my mind. The cards were supposedly programmed or activated by pla- being placed in a jar for a week along with a sample of the target substance to absorb the substance's vapors. <laughs> Is 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 this a case of mass hysteria? What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, 
God. Initially, McCormick, the one who got got jail time and everything, reportedly used his own blood to program the cards for detecting human tissue, but eventually giving up gave up even oh. the pretense of programming then them when demand for the devices was at its peak. So he legitimately Dude, gave no. up on the pretense of programming them. Hold on. But your your blood has your DNA in it. So if this did work, for example, if you did put it in cocaine, fucking uh, programmed it to pick up cocaine, and it pointed to the nearest cocaine that was in the, the area, or miles away or whatever, right? That means that if he did it with his blood, his DNA, it would only fucking detect him. <laughs> It wouldn't detect human tissue. You didn't put human tissue in it. You put your blood in it, it would detect you or blood. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, promotional material Bitch. issued claimed that it could detect such items as guns, ammunition, Bullshit. drugs, truffles, human bodies, contraband ivory, <laughs> and banknotes. <laughs> I was looking for truffles in a war zone. I don't know. When's the American army looking for truffles? It also said that it could do so at a distance of one kilometer, underground, through walls, underwater, and even from aircraft at an altitude of up to five kilometers. Yeah, because if you make something up, you can do what you want. That's how kids' programs work. In a promotional yes, imagination. Yeah, in a promotional video, oh, McCormick see. claimed that the device could detect elephants from 48 kilometers away. Why? Would you be looking for elephants? The ivory, I'm guessing. It was said to work on the principle of electrostatic well, magnetic ion attraction. A lot of science <sighs> words, basically. According to the promotional material, by programming the detection cards to speci words. specifically target a particular substance through the propri proprietary access process of electrostatic matching to the ionic charge and structure of the substance, the... Detector could bypass all known attempts to conceal the target substance. It has been claimed to penetrate lead, concrete, and other materials, including hiding it in the human body, used in attempts to block the attraction. Uh, Prosec, a Lebanese reseller of it, claimed on its website that the device works on nuclear quadruple resonance, or nuclear magnetic resonance, McCormick told the BBC in 2010 that the theory behind dowsing and the theory behind how we actually detect explosives is very similar. Basically saying, I've dug my grave, no, I'm going to try and yeah. dig out. <laughs> no, what, it, it's very similar in that it's bullshit and it doesn't work no matter whether you're dowsing or using his RC controller to try and detect bombs. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he means. <laughs> Basically. Oh, Jesus. Right. Well, we're on the subject of useless, since you started off with the British there. I thought we'd move it on slightly. So we're next victims of uselessness is the British Army. <laughs> uh, so we've moved from the, from the American Army being useless to the British Army. Yeah, but we've moved from the American Army the American Army being useless because they got duped by a British con man to just the British Army. Uh, and I feel like this is possibly better. Okay. In a way. So this this was from the beginning of this month. This was actually in the news on the 3rd of June. So you may have seen this. The 3rd of June 2021. Right? I'm just going to read you the title. Army pauses trials of £3.47 billion fleet of armoured fighting vehicles over speed and safety concerns. Right? So that doesn't sound too bad off the bat. You think, okay, they're testing new armoured vehicles, the speed concerns, maybe they go too fast, they're uncontrollable, or 
the safety concerns, there's a weakness in the armor, or something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. The vehicle's designs have issues which reportedly include them being unable to travel safely faster than 20 miles an hour. Yes, I heard about this. It was it was right. like a vehicle designed for like combat and shit, and it couldn't move. Dude, it gets better. Just bear with us on this one, because I've read the article. So trials of the new £3.47 billion fleet of army tanks have been paused. Right, The Ministry of Defence confirmed it. The armoured fighting vehicles have design issues which reportedly include from uh, which reportedly include them being unable to travel safely faster than 20 miles an hour. They are supposed to be able to go up to 40. Other problems with the new Ajax armoured range include an inability to fire cannons on the move. Right? So they can't go more than 20 miles an hour. You can't fire at anything when you're moving. Right? Citing the government report, right, it is said that speed restrictions had been caused by excessive vibrations in the tanks, adding to the adding that the crews were limited to 90 minutes inside at any one time for safety concerns, and that personnel must wear noise cancelling headphones all the time when operating the tanks and have to undergo ear tests afterwards. So it just vibrates the living fuck out of them to the point that it can damage them. It, it They have to wear noise-cancelling headphones so that they can't communicate with each other. Yes. And, and can only be in there for 90 minutes at a time. And it can only do 20 miles an hour. And they have to check that they're not deaf when they get out And they have it. to sit still to right? shoot But it gets better. Uh, yeah, and they can't, they can't fire a cannon when they move. So, right. Uh, presumably, and I've never thought of this, maybe, it's because if it vibrates that much, that one, it's probably inaccurate, but also two, how can you communicate with your gunner to tell them where to shoot if you can't fucking hear yeah. each other? So maybe they have to stop to take the noise cancelling headphones off to communicate. I mean, to be fair, I, I think <laughs> I think they do. I think in tanks and stuff that have the communication headphones that they wear are noise cancelling anyway, so all they can hear is each other talking. So that that could yeah. so well, possibly, they could yeah, probably still. still communicate, but the fact that they have to wear them all the time while they're in it, no matter what. But maybe it's so loud that. They- even cancel all the noise and they still can't hear each other. <laughs> but this is the best because this is from a report by Sky News and Sky News are the king of giving you something and then just completely glossing over yes. it. So it talks about that and then for this, for me this is the most interesting and stupid and fucked up oversight of the whole thing. Sky News just puts it in a sentence and signs off. Right, that's all you yep. get, right? The report due to be published next month also says that the tanks cannot reverse over obstacles more than 20 centimetres high. That's the end of the article. That's it. That's it. I don't, why can they not reverse over something 20 centimetres high? It's a tank. My car can get over things 20 centimetres high. I'm, I'm looking yeah, for a ruler. A 30 centimetre ruler, your standard average ruler is more than that tank can reverse over. That is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> How? How? But yeah, imagine if it stopped somewhere and you were, they were trying to shoot someone and they were like, oh, fuck, they were like, they realised they were stuck somewhere, they had to back up or something. Somebody just ran behind and put a brick there. That, w- that would legitimately <laughs> stop it. Just put a brick behind yeah. the tank. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh no, the British are coming. Coming, Everybody, get your bricks and stand behind them. Now, I'm going to be harsh for my next one. Unless you have another, do you have another useless? Uh, I'm sticking with the army. I I was gonna go on to an extravagant thing. Uh, I do have another a thing that links into the ridiculousness of being British, which is that uh, the a British Airways seven four seven had all four engines disabled. 
the, the okay. pilot decided to announce it to the passengers because, of course, they thought they were going to die and everything. And he announced it by saying mm-hmm. this most British sentence in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We have a small problem. All four engines have stopped. <laughs> we are doing our, we are doing our damnedest to get them going again. I trust you are not in too much distress. That is, that is so British if that was any other day. Fuck, the engines are gone panic. <laughs> it's like, it's such a British thing to be like, we have a small problem. No, that's a major fucking catastrophe, mate. All four engines are not working. <laughs> You're now in a f- massive glider. F- shit. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the aircraft <laughs> flew into a cloud of volcanic ash thrown up by the eruption of Mount Galangung uh, near Jakarta, because it's it's called the Jakarta incident. That that that's not the name of the mountain. That's that's the noise that the ash made. When Galangung. Yeah. <laughs> uh, resulting <laughs> resulting in the failure of all four engines. <laughs> the reason for the failure was not immediately apparent to the crew or to air traffic control. The airport, the aircraft was diverted to Jakarta in the hope that enough engines could be restarted to allow it to land there. The aircraft glided out of the ash cloud and all engines were restarted, although one failed again soon after, allowing the aircraft to land safely at the airport in Jakarta. The crew members of the accident say of the uh, accident had boarded the aircraft in while many of the passengers had been aboard since the flight began in London. So the calm, the calmly did that radio transmission and actually got the pla- got the um, engines working again. So, th- so there was no what? reason to distress. There was, I do, I trust you are not in too much distress. While we just sit here revving the engines, trying to get them going again, they glided a fucking seven four seven through an ash cloud and then managed to restart all but one of the engines on the other side. Uh, still, what? <laughs> I, I have a question. This may be like. Right, so you, there's like this, right? Ash cloud in the engine stores. Remember Miracle on the Hudson? Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Scully. And I said Sully, but that's more <laughs> uh, Landed the plane on the Hudson River because uh, he flew into a crowd of geese. A crowd of geese? Flock of geese. call it. It is now. <laughs> no, it's a, it's crowd. a cloud now. <laughs> it was a swarm of geese. <laughs> <laughs> a swarm of geese. <laughs> a posse of geese. <laughs> Uh, well, floating fast. <laughs> the aircraft, the aircraft right, no, consulted but... him. It had the wrong type of hair gel in. Yeah, you know, you know, but... right. Massive fucking jet engine. Why is there nothing to guard shit from going in it? If you think about your car, I know you can't put an air filter on. It's not like you can put a massive filter on the front because then it wouldn't be able to draw air in. It works by pulling air but in. Could and you, pushing but it could out you different. just put like a metal but grate or something? You could put like yeah. a mesh. Yeah, like a fine mesh. Just to stop shit getting in it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just put a fu- just put fucking um, tights over it. You have a grill on your car, yeah. Just not even that. Just like some chicken wire or something. Stop like big ass birds and shit getting in it. And fucking ash glass. Hey Christ! <laughs> Rolls Royce, sort your shit out. Oh, protect your he, engines. He has the best thing, right? The crew, the crew first noticed an unusual effect on the windscreen, similar to Saint Elmo's fire while Moody was heading <laughs> to the lavatory. Uh, Despite the weather radar showing clear skies, the crew switched on engine anti-ice and the passenger seatbelt signs as a precaution. As the flight progressed, smoke began to accumulate in the passenger (laughs) cabin of the aircraft. It was first assumed to be cigarette smoke. However, it soon began to grow thicker and had an odour of sulphur. 
Passengers who had a view of the aircraft's engine through the window noticed that they had that they were unusually bright blue, with light shining forward through the fan blades and producing a stroboscopic effect. Uh, the num. How, br- <laughs> How British is that? That look. What is it? I'm not sure, but I think someone's smoking in here. No, if there's smoke on a plane, it's probably not someone having a casual <laughs> cigarette. It's not the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> the no- the number four engine began surging and then soon flamed out. The flight crew immediately performed the engine shutdown drill, quickly cutting off fuel supply and arming the air f- with the fire extinguishers. Less than a minute later, engine two surged and flamed out. Within seconds, and almost simultaneously, engines one and three did the same thing, prompting the flight engineer to exclaim, I don't believe it, all four engines have failed. Without engine, th- without <laughs> engine thrust... A seven four seven two hundred has a glide ratio of approximately fifteen to one, meaning it it can glide forward fifteen miles for every mile it drops. The crew quickly determined uh, that the aircraft was capable of gliding for twenty three minutes and covering ninety one nautical miles from its flight level. So they declared an emergency to the local air traffic control, stating all four had fought, all four engines had failed. Jakarta Area Control misunderstood the message, interpreting the call as meaning that only engine number four had shut down. After a nearby... What? No, all four. All four yep. engines of fields is a pretty straightforward Apparently they thought it was message. just number four. <laughs> uh, after a nearby Garuda Indonesia flight had relayed the message to them, air traffic control re- co- correctly understood the urgent message. So it took another plane flying past and going, hold on, that plane, it doesn't have its engines on. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the crew oh, squawking God's the sake. emergency transporter setting of 7700, air control could not locate the 747 on their radar screens. Uh Owing to the high Indonesian mountains on the south coast, uh, an altitude of at least 11,500 feet was needed to cross the coast safely. The crew decided that if the aircraft was unable to main altitude by the time they reached 12,000 feet, they would turn back out to sea and attempt to ditch it. They started doing restart drills despite being well outside the recommended maximum engine in-flight start envelope. Uh, the restart attempt all flayed, failed despite the lack of time. Moody made an announcement to the passengers that has been described as a masterpiece of an understatement. Yeah, well, it's British. Exactly. The oxygen masks dropped from the ceiling. All that sort of <laughs> stuff. They did eventually manage to get them restarted. Uh, do 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 as the aircraft approached its target altitude, the fire effect on the windscreen returned. <laughs> dude, you, dude, dude, you said altitude, attitude, sorry. sorry. Attitude. <laughs> it reached its target <laughs> its attitude. Target attitude. Uh, Moody throttled, th- Moody <laughs> throttled back, up. however, engine number two surged again and was shut down. The crew immediately descended and held 12,000 feet. Uh as they approached the airport, they could they found it very difficult to see anything through the windscreen and made the approach in, almost entirely on instruments despite reports of good visibility. Uh, the vertical guidance, guidance system while doing this was inoperative, 
so they were forced to fly with only the lateral guidance as the first officer monitored the airport's distance measuring equipment. He then called out how how high they should be at each step along the final approach of the runway, creating a vertical glide scope. Moody described it as a bit like negotiating one's way up a badger's (laughs) arse. Although the runway's runway lights could be made out through a small strip of the windscreen, the landing lights on the aircraft seemed to be inoperable. After landing, the flight crew found it impossible to taxi due to gl- the glare from apron floodlights, which made the already sandblasted windscreen opaque. Okay, so also also British complaining that the people that's trying to help you land just put too, many, put too many lights on. They couldn't see. Sh- they couldn't see shit. <laughs> I'm kind of imagining that, like, they opened a window and just stuck the head out going, right, here's the next marker. Because that's what it fucking sounds like. They had a little thin strip to see through, and they were going off, right, we can see if we're level, we just can't see how high we are. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's quite impressive. This is why the British will always be the best in times of disaster, because we just under we make everything underestimated. Like the it goes back to one of the topics we had. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, where it was talking about a, an ambush on British soldiers, and the Americans asked if they wanted backup, and the Americans decided not to back them up, and the squad got completely annihilated because the British, despite being massively outnumbered, outgunned, outflanked, out everything, responded, eh, it's a little bit of trouble. <laughs> it's yeah, just a basically. small inconvenience. Uh... <laughs> hey, uh, so, yeah. So you've looped back to army there. So I've got I have looped back to army. Are you ready? This is going to bring back our uh-huh. calculation now. So our calculation with a massive notebook full of numbers, which I had no understanding of what the fuck was going on, by the way, while he was doing <laughs> this. He was just calling out numbers and things, saying things like pounds per feet and shit like that. Which I have never had <laughs> to figure out in my life, by the way. Like, not in a science or math lesson have I had to figure out how many pounds per feet something travels or does or is. And somehow millimetres came into it as well. So, so I found... Right, I found a thing. Hold on, where do I go for this? Right, I can't remember this. Anyway, I found um, a basically, a, you know, like yeah. a sports cup? Uh, to protect your Wilson, <laughs> a, a um, jock strap. <laughs> because, because Americans, because Americans, I found one that can that is bulletproof. Okay, bulletproof. How? Right. Now it was it it was invented because a guy got hit in the Wilson, um, by a baseball when he was playing baseball. He's a professional baseball player. Um, and he needed surgery. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, right? So I'm thinking, okay, right. First of all, don't play around us with such ferocity. Secondly, there is a much cheaper... Yes, don't aim for and dick. thirdly, there's a much cheaper <laughs> alternative to whatever they invented, which is called the Nokia. Just have a well, Nokia yeah, strapped exactly. to you and you're safe. <laughs> 
Apparently, you know, when Army wears a flak jacket, like a bulletproof jacket, sometimes they have a flap that has yes. kahunas, right? Apparently that, even though it's made of Kevlar, isn't very strong. So this is another alternative to that, another so selling the army and stuff. And then I was wondering, but how... So hold like, on, the, 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 the army didn't think of inventing it and just had a little Kevlar flap that isn't very effective. It took a baseball player getting whacked in the gonads and needing surgery for them to go, okay, maybe it's time to do it. Not a soldier getting shot at. Okay. That was my initial reaction as well, but then think about it. Think about it, right? They are trained in the army to shoot centre mass. That's but the easiest place to take aren't. a target. <laughs> It's not, it's not, <laughs> hold on, it's not a call going to go for headshots, it's not that fancy. I mean, you could, technically, if you're a sniper or whatever, but generally you're going to aim for yes. centre mass to put a target down, yes? You're not going to aim for legs or arms or fucking head or whatever, you're going to aim centre mass, which is why a bulletproof vest is advantageous and you don't need full fucking juggle yes. armor no matter where you go, right? How precise do you have to be to go, that guy's wearing a bulletproof vest? Okay, you should shoot him in the head. No, I'm going to shoot no, him. No, I feel like it's it would be more a case of someone shooting either in a short burst or just shooting the gun towards a target, getting the range wrong and the bullet dropping. You were going to be really <laughs> fucking unlucky to get hit in the penis by someone <laughs> just, just spraying at you. or like a bad shot because when you shoot a gun it doesn't always it's not like a laser it doesn't go exactly where you're shooting it, it has some variance exactly so if someone dips. if if someone is shooting yeah but unless you're three mile away it's not going to go no, from your chest say to your... if someone is shooting at, like <laughs> someone's stomach it could drop yeah but I, I, anyway it would I don't be, think it would it would be some but I fucking monkey but... paw bullshit if if that <laughs> happens i will admit but <laughs> yeah so then I was wondering how much of the work, like, how good is it? So I, I can stop 9mm around standard, there, uh, 7.65. Is that what all that shit like was? Right, so 7.62, sorry. Right, hold on. No, no, no. So I found, I then found a guy, because this is called, what's it called? I can't remember the name of it. Oh, it's called Nutshells. <laughs> of course it is. It's called Nutshells, the company. But then I found a video of him online wearing this bulletproof cup and getting his mate to shoot him in the balls. I mean, if 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 you're confident, and if it you're works. confident in it does in an invention, <laughs> why not? But then, because it's me, I thought, what about if you get shot in the cup with a fifty oh, dear God. Is that what we've been calculating? <laughs> kind of. So. Obviously, there's I like not how a 50 you didn't go. Point, did you but... go up in increments or not? Because I'm, a, I'm kind of. I know your scientific brain would go right. Okay, we'll go twenty-two, <laughs> nine millimeter, forty-five, thirty-six, and everything. But then I can also imagine nope. your brain just goes. He went. He went. Cal. Look at this. This nine millimeter bullet. Bang! Shot him. At... Yeah. No. He went. He went. Look at this nine millimeter bullet. Bang! Got shot. He was like, look, didn't even go through. And I'm like, what about a fifty cal? I do love your brain that. that every every time anything with bullets comes up, <laughs> your brain just goes, but what about 50 cal? Because you don't fuck with 50 cals. That's because they're anti- They are anti-material weapons, not anti-personnel weapons. You usually don't come up against someone shooting you with a 50 cal weapon. And 
Well, you say that, but most mounted machine guns are 50 caliber machine guns. And contrary to what people believe, a lot of people think that you are not allowed to turn a 50 caliber onto no, personnel. You, you, but you, you are allowed. Nothing against it. But more. one, <laughs> it's expensive as fuck. Two, it's a massive waste of the rounds that should be fired against things. And two, I doubt anybody who sees a 50 cal cannon turn towards them is going to fucking stand still and not run for their lives and dive under the nearest bit of fucking massive like a building I would hide behind an entire I would hide behind a fucking tower still goes through most things those building materials here's one thing to think about Russia. see see how long how many rounds it would take to shoot through fucking Big Ben with a 50 cal and I know, I know the tower is well, not technic- called Big Ben. It's the bell. I'm saying the tower. I know what you I'm mean. Saying you the, mean Elizabeth the Elizabeth Tower. tower. Yes. I would say it too because I'm pretty confident that one round would go through and would go through the first wall and get embedded in the second wall. I've seen it happen with people shooting at abandoned buildings and stuff like that. And, you know, America, yeah, America, yeah. shoot things for no reason. Uh, it doesn't really go through two layers, two walls, but it will, well, two exterior walls, it will go through numerous interior walls. So I'm guessing if you hit exactly plumb on the exact same spot and the second round that went through managed to go through the exact same hole as the first round, that the second round would then go through the second wall and out the other side. But you'd have to be a fucking good shot. And even then, yeah. it would be possible. But I mean, I, I do suppose you could just... Do a f- sit there with the fifty gal machine gun, just shoot and make like a circle, a circle. <laughs> and then shoot through. Yeah, <laughs> just drill you with me. Yeah, right. So anyway, this again is from this year. I'm, I'm topical this time. I'm on. I'm on. Uh, I'm up to date. Russia says its new body armor will stop fifty caliber bullets. And then the the rest of the sorry the rest of the title of that argue is the the sorry the rest of the title of that argument yeah. is sure it will. <laughs> And then it says, let's consider logistics, shall we? So basically, Russia says its new Sotnik combat system for infantry and special forces troops will incorporate body armor capable of stopping a 50 caliber bullet. The claim is sure to raise eyebrows. Uh, While stopping such a big bullet is theoretically possible, the armor would be so bulky that it would be unusable. Well, yes, because it is a fucking Uh, It does look cool. You are wearing what is the equivalent of probably... T- two or more sets like... of medieval armor. Yeah, but you look like Master You Chief. look like you're fucking... What's his name? Uh, <laughs> you look like um, Rook from Rainbow Six Siege. Just the shield is implanted on his body. Yeah. And not in his arms. Right, anyway... Uh, new, right, so let's let's go through this, right? So a new Russian program modernized the country's ground forces as promising a big advances in body armor, and we mean big. The Russian military uh, equipment manufacturer Rostec promises the armor will be able to stop the bullet from a 50 caliber machine gun. Right, it, and, and then it does say whether a soldier will ever be able to waddle up to the front line wearing yeah, his armor. Yeah, what However, is the a need story. for that? <laughs> like, what would... Well, in case, in case I've been let loose for a 50 caliber somewhere. In case we end up, to, <laughs> end up trying to shoot through the Elizabeth Tower. And just make a human wall of these guys. Right, so, uh, yeah. Russia's ground forces plans to dispute, distribute the upcoming Sotnik, which is Centurion, soldier. 
the equipment system uh, the equipment system will come to troops at some time in 2025 uh, per task and purpose. It will supplement and eventually replace all current Ratnik equipment set, which includes everything from body armor to uniforms and even flashlights. And you can buy Ratnik equipment direct from Russia. <laughs> of on course, eBay. you can. Um, future tech, though, right? So, are you ready? The third generation. Let's go through. I'm just going to read through that. I'm going to keep pausing. Now, I'm going to tell you. Well, we're going to work oh, out whether uh, we. Think before you possible. do that, one, so, I love Russia. It's just so stupid. And two, you're gonna love it more. You started that sentence and then quickly changed it with third generation, which makes me worry that there was two generations before this that didn't work out. Well, I don't know because it just says the future tech objectives for Sotnik are ambitious to say the least. And then quote number one is the third generation solar personnel equipment <laughs> system. <laughs> There may have been two generations of soldiers <laughs> killed during Tesla. <laughs> uh, no, I, because Russia was the USSR for years, so I'm assuming first gen would have been when it became just Russia, and then second gen would have been when stuff was updated and replaced with Ratnik, and then I'm assuming this is the third generation Maybe. of the Russian military. I, I suppose. I assume. Um, but anyway, we're going to go through what this suit's going to have, and then we're going to work out. Right, so the third generation soldier's personal equipment system will feature yeah. a number of innovations, right? Including anti-mine boots. Okay. The hell um, do you think that's possible? Strap a shit ton of lead to the bottle, bottom of your feet. <laughs> I don't think that you can make an anti-mine boot that would work that is heavy enough, that is light I, enough for you to move I your feet I feel like it's going to be some weird thing where it's got loads of springs and contraptions and it launches you up by dispelling the propulsion of the mine and all this sort of stuff and bouncing you away from it. Yeah, but then you'd be walking around on, on stilts that are springs. You're going to be noticeable. What's you would be, you would be tigger, over there. Boing, 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 boing. <laughs> That 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 is that is anti-mine technology is not being at the mine when it explodes by yeah. either a speed boost or bouncing out the fucking way, or if they've invented a jetpack. Well, Andy, if if they have, uh, so if you think about um, um, what do we use like jackals and stuff like that that are. Bomb resistant. It's just a so giant IEDs and rotary It's a giant snow piercing shunt. and mines. It's a, no. It, it's like it's like a V. The whole hull of the vehicle is a V, so that if the bomb does go off, instead of hitting it like that, it it hits disperses that the energy and goes out. So it it comes up and goes away, rather it gets deflected away. So how are you going to walk on V boots like that? And like you said, then it's got springs and all the seats yeah. and everything to absorb impact and it's just. I don't think anti-mine boots are possible unless they mean that the boot, this equipment and the boots that can detect mines like metal detectors or whatever. That can tells you imagine you were trying to be sneaky on a battlefield and then your boots just starts beeping at you? And then your boot just goes beep! <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it can come through into your headset. Maybe it's personal, but yeah. So, um, anti-thermal suit to hide soldiers from any en- enemy that, detection. That, 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 uh, technically possible, that is but I don't possible. think it's as simple as just... just wrap yourself in foil. Hmm. So I suppose well, if it's got like a yeah. layer of foil, an anti-radar element, if, and they've been working on stuff like that for, for years. There is ways to go underneath radars and stuff. You, you, it's like you block the you block the yeah, signal with yeah. some sort of electrical device okay. or something. 
Yes, underneath radars. Yes, underneath radars. So, an anti... Well, hold on, what was it? What was it? Sorry. An anti-radar element, right? Anti-radar. Now, if you were a plane or... Aircraft. Air control, aircraft control tower, or you were a ship, you will use radar to look yes. for other ships and planes and stuff like that. Like you said, you can fly under the radar. It's so it's like, what submarines or, or, have to do and plane. everything. They sort of yeah. use use sonar and everything to use ways to block radar, basically. Right. Yes. You don't use a radar to find a person. Yeah, very true. So why would personnel suits need... Why would personnel armor need anti-radar properties? Unless you're trying to sneak up on a fucking battleship. In which have case, you, they're going to notice you Have you played um, Call of Duty <laughs> Modern Warfare 1, where they have the heartbeat sensor mission? Uh, I feel like that's what they're imagining. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's not radar. Technically. It's not detecting the presence of the person. To be it's fair, the electrical I, I wonder of the if heartbeat. there is radar that, like, you can sort of, um, you can detect ground targets and stuff. I wonder if it's just some sort of, I wonder if that's been implemented yet. Military secrets. Anybody in the military, let us know if no you've idea. ever used radar to no find idea. one person. Anyway, um, the Sotnik will also integrate the wearer of the system with automated command and control with micro-drones, allowing gathered images to be transmitted in real-time to the helmet visor So they're going to have drones flying around them so they can see behind them and shit. Again, I feel like that's going to be noticeable. noticeable And you're going to have (laughs) something constantly in your corner vision, so you're just going to be overwhelmed with information. I think that these need to be bulletproof by 50 cars because anyone within a three-mile radius is going to know you're coming because they're yeah. going to fucking hear your drones and see you and yeah. hear your mind moving at you. I mean, I, I, can, I can sort of understand uh, if it's still, the, the case wildest... of you, you've got a secured position, you sit, you deploy, you deploy the drones, you're sitting there looking through, like, seeing what the the drone feed and you can send the drones to be sneaky and, like, do an over, overview and everything of an area. They put drones on sneaky. Uh, yeah. In a war zone, they could be sneaky, and it it might depend. You hear a buzz, unless it was all, unless you were already in a firefight, which you know where they are, so you don't need the drone. I think there are some some drones that are quite quiet. I get yeah, no, you it might be military drones. It might be a case of you can link into the fucking military drones that rocket through the sky and just go, yeah, okay, that's there. True, um, but anyway, it says. Um... <laughs> The the wildest claim about the new wildest claim about the new system is that armor will be able to stop a fifty caliber bullet using metal and plastic. The fourth generation Sotnik armor will consist of lightweight polythene fiber and armor plating, which is engineered to withstand a direct shot from a fifty caliber M2 Browning. It says polyethylene is plastic. Obviously, plastic does technically stop bullets if there's enough of it, because unlike metal, that kind of stops it. It lets the bullet go through and heats up. Plastic melts. That sticks the bullet, slows it down more. It it it, it, long, disp- like, it, dis- it basically disperses the energy over time dead, so. by melting into it. However, Kyle, I am ready. Are you ready? Because I worked. Because at... I thought. Yes. Okay, so you get shot. Yes. Your bullet bomber stops the bullet. Right. So if you think right, so you're in a tank. 
It's really, yes. really heavily armored. It's a fortress, right? Somebody shoots a 50 caliber bullet at you. It doesn't come through the armor in the tank. Okay. However, if you are wearing that, and let's let's assume that you can move around in it. Yes. If you're wearing that on your chest and somebody shoots, if you think about a SWAT team or a police officer or a normal infantry soldier wearing normal armor getting shot with a 9mm, right? I've never been shot at or I've never been shot with or without body armor or whatever. But from everything I've heard, right, you get shot even just with a 9mm, which is generally probably not enough to kill someone unless it's really well placed in the head or in the chest, right? It's generally like, you know, um, it's still gonna if it hits your arm, it's still gonna windy. It's still probably gonna knock it's you. It's still, it's, it's, it's still, still a substantial it's still impact. The force it's just impact. that it you doesn't go the into force your flesh. Generated behind it, slamming into you. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, so you're gonna stop a fifty caliber, yes, but you're still gonna, you're gonna feel get blown the force. off your feet. Now, what well, read the your one hundred and five point eight two. Right, so I worked it out, and if you get shot, right, at eh, semi-close range by a 50 caliber bullet, right, so at a normal kind of fight range from a 50 caliber bullet, right, it's still going to be like, so you, you, okay, your body armor stops it, you don't, it doesn't come through, you don't actually get impacted by the bullet, like bullet to flesh, right? It yes. doesn't penetrate you, right? It's still going to be the equivalent of getting hit by a four mile an hour. What's that number? <laughs> yes, it's going to be like getting hit by a four fiesta at one hundred and five so mile an hour. That's the equivalent energy. So basically, all your internal, all internal organs are going to move back, <laughs> possibly come out of your body. <laughs> You're going to die anyway. <laughs> you will be. You're your insides anyway. will be mush. Hey, <laughs> Christ! Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I was waiting out before because I was like, hold on. So everyone's like, yeah, it might be able to stop, but you're not going to be able to move and stuff like that. And I'm just thinking, hold on, if you're wearing it, if you get shot with normal body armor with an 9mm, you feel it. You still get winded. You're still like kind of knocked off your feet, kind of probably disoriented a bit. What's it going to be like getting hit with a 50 yeah. Okay. How the <laughs> fuck did you. Wet. This is where the maths boggles me, because I'm sitting here looking at, like, millimetres <laughs> and pounds per foot and stuff that he got us to write down, and it's like, what the fuck, where did yeah. this come from? I'll explain okay. briefly with you later. It's quite, that it's is quite fucking good. insane. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, your, your insides would just legitimately yeah, so be... Like... There's a reason why in video games and stuff, you shoot a 50 cal at a vehicle, it wobbles and stops moving. If it can make a tank wobble, it can make a fucking human disintegrate on the inside. Do you want to know as well? I'm sorry, this this is totally, totally, totally off off topic. Nothing is off topic. Well, it's not. So it is totally off topic in terms of the army and stuff like that, but it's not in terms of uselessness. Right? So, do you know um, how long a dolphin can hold? A what, sorry? Roughly, you are, you can Google a, it. You can Google it. Dolphin. How long can a dolphin hold its breath for? Because uh, dolphins can't breathe underwater. They come to the I know that a seal could hold it for like half an hour, forty minutes, or some shit. So I'm gonna say like an hour or something. Well, you you're dead on there. Yeah, because so, I was, so I was, elef- elephants I was watching, are half an hour. I was watching something. Dolphins are the other day, ten so. and twenty minutes. 
Dolphins are only between 10, 10, 20 minutes. There are only a few species of whale that can hold their breath for more than half an hour. Nothing really can. Nothing else really can. Mm-hmm. And a sea turtle, which can hold its breath for fucking ages. Right? But do you know what can hold its breath for 40 minutes? And this is a land animal. Right? I'm convinced it should right. be a fucking sea animal. But it's a land animal. Right. It can hold its breath underwater for 40 minutes. So longer than longer than any species of seal, longer than most things. Marine iguanas, right. I think, can only hold them for 40 minutes. Right? And it is... Do you want to guess? Uh, is it a cat? Like a big cat or something? No. Uh, go for it. What is it? Polar bear? Or sloth? Oh, I it's think a I, sloth. I think I saw something about this the other day. A sloth? So a sloth can hold its yeah. breath for 40 minutes. And, and it's... Yeah, so... It, if you look at it, right, so... A sloth can slow down its heart rate and stuff like that. Uh, it can also, have you ever seen on planet Earth where it swims? They swim three times faster I've, than they move on I that. haven't. All I saw, I remember now, it was a meme it, it, it was it, it was a meme on Dude, Google, you need a Google a sloth and it was swimming. legitimately <laughs> just people arguing going, why the fuck can sloths hold a breath that long? Leave the sloth alone, let him swim for his life. Let him, sw- let him swim if he wants to. But he moves faster in the <laughs> ocean. He's not an ocean creature. Yeah. Who the fuck says he's not an ocean creature? He should yeah. be. Yeah, he should be. Three times faster in water, and he can hold his breath for 40 minutes, which is longer can than we dolphins. Get sloths, can we get sloths recategorized as oceanic seals. creatures? Oh. By the way, by the way, just because you mentioned it, so that you do know a polar bear can only hold its breath for about two minutes underwater. Really? It's about the same as a normal bear or human. But they have to hunt like fish yeah. and penguins and stuff. How the fuck? That's why the the rely on smash to the ice, grab it, come well. Rather than That's mad. I always, I always thought that if they needed to, they could swim under it. Because imagine being an animal that lives in a frozen wasteland where you can fall through the floor at any time and not be able to hold your breath for longer than a couple of minutes. <clears throat> well, yeah, because obviously they're well insulated and they can't swim. They're good swimmers. It's just that they can't hold their breath long. Jeez, so if you ever want to kill a polar bear, drown it. <laughs> but yeah, slow 40 minutes. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Yeah, if you're a, yeah, a sloth and a polar bear's chasing you, dive underwater. <laughs> by dead. the time the polar bear actually reaches, <laughs> actually like gets back to the surface, you'll be long gone, and you'll be too deep for it to be able to see you, so you've lost it. Well done. Although, when, when what <laughs> circumstance a sloth is going to be chased by a polar bear, I have no idea. It's a fight I would want to see. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's a fight I would slightly love to see. different climates. <laughs> the ball of just pour up, kill the sloth, and it went off to go get away. So yeah, um, yeah. You're, I you, don't do you have, have an atlas or a map, unfortunately. I was looking in water zones the other day, and it had an absolutely beautiful, ma- like a uh, old school atlas, and I wanted it, and I'd, I'd decided against it because it cost like thirty quid. I guarantee uh, that that's useless. Most things are useless, to be fair, but... No, but it's, uh, it's useless, it's an argument. Okay. Come on, then. Is it because... Is it because... <laughs> What's your favourite country that ends in land? Oh, Greenland and Iceland. Uh, Ireland. No. 
Nope, I forgot Ireland existed. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> give, give me Switzerland. Where's Reikkonen from? No, Finland. <laughs> Finland. It's because I've been watching. Swiss. It's because it's the Swiss <laughs> are doing something on TV. We, do you know? Well, do you know why you were having too much trouble there? Isn't because it Finland like, doesn't isn't exist. It just a bit of land that two countries yeah. decided to was sick of fighting over, and it became its own country or some shit. Though. No, that, ah, that's um, Belgium. We'll, we'll gloss over that. <laughs> Finland doesn't exist. There's no such thing as Finland. It's a lie. It's just the Baltic what? Sea. I'm going to tell you. Are you ready? Okay. Finland doesn't exist. Right? Uh, basically, right. During the Cold War... The Russians and the Japanese invented a country called Finland. Now, I'm gonna, You're going to convince, convince you, me yeah. that Finland was... Here you try and argue. Da, ba, ba, ba. That is is this going to be on Never par has. with your electricity is magic arguments? Electricity is magic. Because I do to me have... that it exists. I I have been called a magician <laughs> at work, and I'm so tempted every time I am to turn around and go, well, technically electricity is magic. Right. Are you ready? So, in 1925, Japan and the Soviet Union had secret bilateral fishing rights agreements. With the Soviet Union giving up much of its fishing rights to Japan, right? Um, which in uh, bu- 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 so basically the resolution of which involved ter- uh, territorial waters agreements that lasted until 1945, right? During World War Two, the two countries which shared a common border did not fight except at the very end, even though, right, they belonged to enemy alliances. Japan actually signed a peace treaty with the Soviets in 1941, which was just a few months before the German allies invaded in the Soviet Union. During the Cold War, according to proponents right, of the theory, relations between Japan and Soviet Union were always good despite major geopolitical differences and, complete, and competing alliances to which each belonged. This, these secret relations right, continued up until the end of the Soviet Union, with Mikhail Gorbachev making trips to Japan months before the fall of the Soviet Union, even when Soviet relations with the rest of the world were deteriorating. Right? So... Why? Why would Japan get on with a country that oh, don't share anything God. with, don't get on with? Nobody else in the world likes. I'll tell you why, right? Because they had a common secret asset, right? It benefited them both, Finland, right? But it's not Finland. So, right, Finland could have been invented during the Cold War as early as the 20s, but it was probably in the 40s, right? So the construct of Finland was set up to allow Japan to fish in the Baltic Sea between Sweden and Russia without restriction from any competition or without any cash limits, without any environmental regulations or any other concerns. In return, Russia gets a percentage of the catch. Right? Now, are you ready? Because I'm thinking, you're thinking when, right, was Finland, so get when, when does Finland say it was back. created? More like, but... <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's just a backstory that was made up. Anyway. <laughs> The catch is transported across to Russia, right, 
to the eastern Russia, uh, sorry, across Russia to East Russia, the real reason that the Trans-Siberian Railway was completed. Right. That's why the Trans-Siberian... So because they then shipped to Japan under the guise of Nokia products. Because the Trans-Siberian Railway takes a lot of Nokia products from Sweden or Finland across Russia, take a lot of it to Japan, right? Finland doesn't exist. The Trans-Siberian Railway is there so they can transport all the cash back. Right. Anyway, Nokia is the largest right. Finnish company. Yeah? Right? And Japan is the largest Japan importer make Nokia of Nokia products? products. But the, fa- the factory... I thought it was oh, fucking Japanese. It's Finnish. It's made in Finland. No. See? Because the trans- they import all these Nokia products, despite the fact that very few, few Japanese people own any Nokia phones. So if Japan's the biggest importer of Nokia because products, you can how comes nobody them. uses Nokias in Japan? Because you can sell the fish. Them. Or you can no, put, sell them under the a different guise. It's like it's like how Fins. you can buy a voxel that's not called a voxel because there's a company that buys voxels and then changes the name and then sells them on. There's a Chinese company that does it. The it's fish. It's, it's fish. Anyway, so anyway, Finns, right? Believe that they that Finland exists. Obviously, Finnish people exist. Uh, and they believe that they live in Finland, but they actually li- actually live in small towns in eastern Sweden, western Russia, and northern Estonia. Helsinki is actually in eastern Sweden. Uh, worked it out. The village where Kimby Reichner was born is actually Swedish. Uh, most of Finland is described to the world as scantily populated or unpopulated forest and lake areas. Uh, in the parts of Estonia, Sweden, and Russia that are allocated as Finnish zones, the GPS locations are manipulated to match that of Finland and satellite images are all forged and IP addresses are spoofed. So people think they're Finnish and think they live in Finland, but they just live in designated areas of Estonia. I apologise to, apologize to the families um, of the... And of then... The, uh, over over 50,000 casualties and deaths of the Finnish Civil War in 1918. <laughs> But that was made up. <laughs> Finland didn't exist in 1918. No one died. But it's a perfect God. backstory. Look at the big civil war that they had. Anyway, so you, at this point, you're probably thinking, right, okay, so GPS and stuff, uh, satellite images are forged, okay, but why would big Western countries, America, the UK, you know, why why would we be on board with this? You know, it's not just going to be as simple as Russia threatening them. So Western countries are in on the conspiracy theory now, right? And the reason we benefit is because if you look into it, Finland is an aspirational model, right? And it's a range. So have you ever noticed that Finland always places very, very highly, usually first in global surveys such as healthcare, gender equality, literacy rates, lack of corruption, press it's freedom, be- education, and, you know, so on. It's and because it's got really the best in, like, and worst examples and, of you know, both right and... next to them. It's got the fucking Soviet Union and Sweden and right next to it, so it can easily just go, right, he has the best and the worst, let's make sure we're not no. on that side. <laughs> no, it's because it's made up. But 
I'll bring you on to the last thing, which is that Finland might not even exist at all. It's a 50-50 thing that Finnish people themselves <laughs> might not really exist. And do you know why? There are approximately 5.4 million Finnish people. Okay? That's out of roughly 7.4 billion humans on the planet. That means Finnish make up 0.07% of the total planned population. Okay? Uh, that's not even a tenth of a percent, which means that more than 99.9% of the world isn't Finnish, right? And we know this because of government censuses all around the world. Now, the best government censuses have a margin of error of about 1%. So Finns make up 0.07% of the planet, right? Which is less than 1%. So there's, that's smaller than the margin of error. So there's a 50% chance that Finland doesn't actually exist. Because According to a spreadsheet that someone sits there and clicks once a year. Which we all know how good censuses go because they are made by business people who have never done anything in their fucking life. Same as politicians. See that? Sweden, Russia, Baltic Sea. Finland has been... Finland Finland has been... Finland doesn't exist. Japanese are fishing up there. Swedish Empire since the 13th century and then it was annexed by Russia and then it gained its independence from Russia. (laughs) <laughs> I am taking you I am taking you Do to you see that? Do you Finland. see that? Or do you see that? Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. But yeah, but that's the thing. So when you go to Finland, depending on where you want to go, they take you to one the allocated <laughs> zones Austria. and I was going to say Australia, that's totally different. That's oh. nothing you know. <laughs> Estonia, Sweden. uh Russia or um Sweden, and you land there, and you're in the designated Finnish zone, so the Swedish people or whatever know not to go in there, they're not allowed there, but it's marked out as, like, military bases or, like, prohibited areas or whatever. Dear and you fucking think you're in Finland, <laughs> Finland doesn't exist. You learn something every day, Karen. You just have to accept the truth. Angry Finnish people have actually been online and went, I'll fucking take it to Finland for people who don't believe this. Right, if... Right, you say that this agreement, no, um, no, you, you. Do, well, hold no. on, before you go any further, yeah. you said that it was, it was no, you said it was annexed by Sweden, then it was taken over by Russia, then it was Sweden and Russia are two places where Finland right. Finnish people live. You, you, Finland your own you words said that it was a creation by Japan it? and Russia when the nineteen twenties, nineteen forties. So. So if I find a map Around from there. before Either that Cold War or that Cold has War. Finland on it, yes, but if, yeah, if it map. is made before it, if it has Finland on it, then it cannot be a construct of German, of uh, Russia and Japan because it is there. Well, or oh, maybe. Okay, but then maybe it has proven that it was thought to be there earlier than we thought, so it was made up earlier. Considering people are supposedly lived there from 900 BC, maps could have been edited. Well, that's what you say about a country that you made up if you want people to believe it. Why the fuck not? We did with America in 1850. That's because it was invented. It was invented. That's because we we invented America. Listen, we're not going to get on to America. If we're left to yogurt alone for 600 years, it would have more of a culture. We'll go, we'll oh, go dear God. There's <laughs> island states that have been made sooner than that shit. Then it doesn't exist, man. Uh, fucking hell. Right, what time are we on for recording? 
We're on an hour of It has been minutes, educational. You, you know, it's been educational. I'm going to link so into the fine. Sovietness with my last topic. Because it's, it's something that came under the sort of Bring it. unique, extraordinary, what was it? Um, unbelievable something. Okay, challenge, challenging, challenging and, and innovative. Pointless. Right? <laughs> I think. And it's it's the it's the story of the Beth Cave Brothers, each who escaped from South Soviet East Berlin. But the way they did it is brilliant because Ingo floated on a mattress across mm. a river. Holger used a boat to fire a cable across the gap, then zipline to safety. And then Ingo and Holger built an aircraft and flew back over the wall to rescue their third brother Egbert. Oh, all right, so this is me, you, and Jordan. That's me going, you know, you can just put a mattress and float across it. You go, that'll take fucking ages. I can board our own zip line this shit. And me going, you're an idiot. Setting off on my mattress. You then beating us to the other yep. side and going, how are we? And then all over going, the course of 14 years. So so four, it was 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> 14 years. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to be fair, if it was Jordan, I would be in a hurry to go. So <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. fucking hell. Uh, yeah, that's quite good, actually. It's, it starts with... The two ultralight aircraft, so it wasn't even one plane, they built fucking two, uh, buzzed through the dawn sky, dawn sky, following the Berlin Wall, just oh, yeah, 250 metres below, so they were only 250 metres above it. Um, left of the floodlit death strip was the west, where the planes, little more than deck chairs attached to wings made of tubes and fabric, had taken off a few minutes before. To the right of the wall was the east, the danger zone they intended to enter. At the controls of the leading plane, Ingo Bethke was as tense as his own escape from the German Democratic Republic, but he grinned with satisfaction. There were no signs of activity. Um, their rules prevented them from firing at aircraft without permission. To confuse border guards even more, big Soviet-style red stars were glued to the camouflage pattern of the 10-meter wings. Both pilots, Ingo and his brother Holger, wore army coats with red stars on their helmets just to confuse the living fuck out of them. Hello, Eagle 2, said Ingo to his brother on walkie-talkie. <laughs> I bet the phone's down there ringing. So they even had walkie-talkies and shit. Um, the eldest brother was seven when the wall went up, and he absolutely hated it. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. He got a rental car for a weekend. After waiting four months, telling nobody of his plan, he drove with a friend to the green border along the Elbe where he had patrolled. There was no wall, but the death strip was full of hazards. First, there was a wide strip of carefully raked sand. Next was a strong metal fence covered with barbed wire and a tripwire that activated floodlights. Behind that was, was a strip with mines. They managed to get through, and lying low at the <laughs> water's edge, they blew up air mattresses and silently paddled 150 metres to the other side. Uh, a West yeah, I mean, German border police van was parked up on the road. It's a cold night for swimming, the officer told Ingo when he tapped on the window. Not when you're swimming out of the east, he grinned and replied. Yes. I'm guessing they Look, ended up in a, you in said a police van, van there, got like, picked up on the other side. Uh, yeah, <laughs> He's just I sitting in a thought, fan. genuinely thought you said fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, West German police fan. <laughs> hey, Christ. Uh, the escape put a lot of pressure on the, on the family left behind. 
because uh, Ingo's parents lost the jobs. His younger brother, Hol- his youngest brother Holger, was followed everywhere. But in March, uh, March 1983, on the night of his 30th birthday, he made his move. He had one last drink and said goodbye to an emotional Egbert, the only person other than Ingo who knew of his plan. For weeks, he and a friend had practiced archery and made dry runs in the forest. Holger had spotted a street near Trepto Park where the death strip was narrow with, a tall, with tall houses on the other side. Now he sneaked up to an attic and reached a small window in the roof. With a powerful bow, he shot an arrow that flew 40 metres over the border and beyond the house opposite. It trailed a nylon line unravelling from a champagne bottle. With the nylon line, Ingo pulled a wire high across the border Holger knotted his end around a chimney. Ingo tied his to the bumper of his car and drew a few metres to pull the rope taut. Uh, then Holger had made a metal pulley enclosed in a frame with two handholds attached and <laughs> attached and a strap to hold his wrist. He snapped it over the rope, gripped the, metal, the handles and launched himself into the space. With a soft whirring noise, he travelled high over the border and managed to reach the top floor balcony of the house opposite. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Dude, this pl- guy thinks he's in Mission Impossible. The eldest brother basically <laughs> That's quite impressive on, that. a, on an air mattress. The second brother decided. The second brother decided, "Fuck it, I'm going Which to makes sense. shoot a zip line across, and then Mission Impossible across, and then the middle brother. I'm assuming because it says youngest <laughs> and eldest was still in Germany and didn't have a plan, so those two decided, fuck it, we're going to build two yeah. aircraft and go and rescue them. His brother had to tie the zipline to the bumper of his car and then drive a bit to pull it tall. Like, his brother had to go grab the arrow, get the nylon line, and, like basically tie the other end. If he didn't have communication with his brother, his plan was fucked. (laughs) Anyway, we are going to leave you with that extraordinary story and Stefan's bullshit about the Soviet Union and the the Rising Sun Empire. Finland. Inventing Finland. And we are going... Uh, I would say the splurge about going and seeing the website and stuff, but it is currently down for maintenance, I think. So find us on on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, is it? Yeah, everywhere you need to find where the <laughs> website will be back up shortly. But if you're listening to this, you've already found where we are on Facebook, Twitter, and other avenues as well. So get in t- contact with her, drop her, like talk to her. If you want to <laughs> recommend a topic or ask a question, go ahead. It, when we're live, which will probably be next week when, the, when we're next live, uh, we should be able to see people talking to us live. So drop a message, ask her a question. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure, my dear Stefan, doing calculations and all sorts of random shit. Uh, thank As you always. Ra- yes. Avrida saying goodbye. Definitely has. You need to click <laughs> the button. Au revoir. Bye. I need to... Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> hey!